If I were to ask the average Jewish person, what is the first words that comes to mind when I say the words temple? I think that the average person would answer sacrifices. This is just something that's innate when we think about the Jewish temple, when we think about the Beit HaMikdash. I think from childhood, the first association, the immediate thing we think about what happens at the Jewish temple, what was the main thing going on? The main thing we think about is karbonot, is sacrifices which provides a very interesting context to our chapter in Malachim. Today's chapter is Malachim Aleph Perakhet, the eighth chapter of the Book of Kings. And it contains really a, one of the highlights of the entire Tanakh, one of the greatest moments to occur in, in um, the times of the Tanakh, which is the Shlomo HaMelech welcome, op, really ceremonially opening the uh, Beis HaMikdash. The entire people, Jewish people, gather in Yerushalayim at this momentous occasion. Um, and really the core of the chapter is Shlomo HaMelech talking first to the people and then turning to HaKadosh Baruch in prayer um, at this moment as the Beis HaMikdash has uh, been rebuilt. The Jews have entered the land for over 400 years earlier um, and had to fight for their independence, had to fight for their sovereignty. But now has come the time where they have their sovereignty and also now are opening the Beis HaMikdash. But what's so striking is that we would think that sacrifices, if this were true, that sacrifices are kind of the core central part of the uh, Beis HaMikdash, we would think that they would take center stage. But really, they don't, they don't seem to be at the center of our Perak. And in fact, the center of our Perak really focuses, rather than focusing on sacrifices, it focuses on prayer. Shlomo HaMalech turns to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in prayer. And what he says to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he says, as we're opening this Beis HaMikdash, let your ears be open to always hear the prayers that emanate from this place. People will turn to you here in the Beit HaMikdash to ask for forgiveness, and may you grant them forgiveness. People will turn to you in times of famine, and may you grant them food. People, the Jewish people will come here when they're surrounded by enemies and save them from their enemies. In fact, not just Jewish people, non-Jewish people will come to this temple, which is a Beisi Beist Filayi Korei Amim. The temple is intended not just for Jews, but also for non-Jews, and Shlomo Melech doesn't, that, that's a separate posse, but Shlomo Melech also says this same idea that even the, the, those who are not uh, Jewish will come to the temple and your ears should be open to hear their prayers as well. And Shalom Melech for many, many psukim goes on focusing on the idea that the Beit HaMikdash is a center not just for sacrifices, which is maybe where we commonly think about it, but really a center for prayer. This can also provide a, a backdrop to something which happens after the Tanakh in the time of which we find in the Gemara where Chazal learn many of the ideas of how we do uh, prayer and how we build our shuls today based on the Beis HaMikdash. The idea Chazal having a drasha in the Gemara that we consider a synagogue, a shul today as a Mikdash Ma'at, as a small Mikdash. That's Again, the temple was destroyed thousands of years ago, but we have a miniature temple whenever we have a synagogue. This idea, can, we can understand it a lot better given this context of Shlomo HaMelech, where we see that Shlomo HaMelech related to the Beis HaMikdash itself as a center for tefillah, as a center for prayer. So if the Beis HaMikdash itself is a center for prayer in its absence, every synagogue, every shul that we have is itself a miniature form of the Beis HaMikdash, is a miniature mikdash in that it is a center for prayer. 
And in fact, even architecturally, uh, uh, in, in Halacha, there's a whole discussion about the correct design for a shul, but many elements of the shul incorporate things from the temple, from the temple of Shlomo and the temple and the second temple. But, Echoing this same idea that the shuls we have today are miniature versions of the temple, and it, we can understand this better based on our parak because we see in our parak the centrality that tefillah played in the Beis Hamikdash. I'll just conclude with a personal story that I remember made a very big impact on me. Um, I'm guessing, I hope that many people have had the opportunity themselves to pray at the Western Wall, which is the last remaining wall of the of the Second Temple, but where maybe the closest we can have to going to to pray at the the temple uh, is going to pray at the Western Wall. And I recall a few years ago, I was on a Shabbaton with a birthright group from the UK, and I was talking to somebody who. She was visiting Israel. It was her second time to Israel. She had previously been at her bat mitzvah, and then this was her second trip. And she described her experience of prayer at the Kotel. She described how she was coming, approaching the Western Wall. And just as she approached the place, it just put her in a certain mind. She, she said she could almost feel like the, the, the worries, the things on her mind kind of fading into the background as kind of the big questions about life and what, what she really wanted in life and what she really was hoping for and dreaming of coming to the fore and then being able to turn um, to go. God to express that she said she had heard from her tour guides that there was a custom that when you go to the Kotel there's a custom among some people not to turn your back to the Kotel when you leave but to but to walk backwards facing the Kotel um, as a sign of respect and she said that when she had heard that initially she wasn't so taken by it she's like okay that, that's a nice idea but after that having such a powerful experience of of tefillah, having such a powerful experience of coming to a place and really feeling, giving her perspective and giving her an ability to focus um, on her tefillah in a new way, she felt that sense of respect and actually did then walk back away from the cartel without uh, walking backwards in order to make sure she showed it this respect. So hopefully we can, even, even whether we are able to, to, to pray at the Western Wall and please God one day at the Beit Mikdash, but even in our own Mikdash Ma'at, in our own synagogues or whatever place we're able to find for prayer, hopefully we will be able to um, make that place, a Mikdash Ma'at, make that place um, somewhere where we can really focus and gain true perspective and really be able to have meaningful prayer as Shlomo prays for at the opening of the Beit Mikdash.